this is Dom. And you're listening to... 99% Chance of... Wine and Murder! Guess what, Dom? I don't know, Jen. We made it to episode 10! Episode 10! I'm yelling right now and my kids are sleeping and I don't care because it's episode 10! Guess what we put out tonight, guys? What did we put out tonight? Elf on the Shelf. Oh yeah, we did put out Elf on the Shelf. He's currently staring at me. It's that's quite creepy. <laughs> I know because he's like in the dark right now, just like looking at us. It's evil. His name is Lincoln, and my kids. Uh, this is how my kids are going to behave for the month of December. Okay. Hopefully. I'm not going to be that that person that posts every single day what her elf on the shelf is doing because I sort of think that's annoying. It's okay. I'll come over and I'll post it for her. Okay. I, I like those. <laughs> I don't have kids, and I think they're quite funny. No, I think they're hilarious. Like, I'll probably post hilarious ones as I'm finding yeah. them and stuff, so. But we're doing something new this year, because, uh, like, my ex and I obviously don't live together. Um, <laughs> we're exes. Um, so, we had the, I had the conversation with my four-year-old, and was like, you know, Lincoln, talk to mom, and he's going to follow you like, to dad's house and mom's house, like, he's gonna just be with you all of December, so he's, like, your little buddy, and he was pretty excited about that, so. Wow. So, maybe that'll, I'll be, like, so he's always gonna be there, so you have to be really good, or Did Santa's you not gonna bring you gifts. Elf on the shelf? No, I'm just gonna bring it, uh, I'm gonna secretly hide it in some contraption on our You guys will forget, I guarantee. No, I'm, I'm, I have a good memory. Okay. Like, a freakishly good memory. I'll remember anything. I made that crazy. That's why I texted you the other day saying, did I do this podcast already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I can't remember, like, what I ate for dinner yesterday. You know, like, it's just things like that. But, like, right. if you tell me something, I'm going to remember five years from now. I'll be like, remember that time you said this? That's what kind of girlfriend I am. Remember that time we were sitting on the couch talking about, like, what if the person beside you was a murderer? I got, like, super creeped out because you were beside me. <laughs> okay, you psycho. But then I was thinking, I'm beside you, so I'm Yeah, what if murderer? you're the murderer? <laughs> We've also decided that when we're old and senile, we're going to record oh, yeah. these in the. Uh, we're going to be called? doing these podcasts in our nursing home together. One of my episodes will be like. Guess who died today? <laughs> Is that morbid? I don't care. Okay, it's a little morbid. Now that I'm saying it out loud to other people, <laughs> I feel guilty. I mean, it's life, though. Am I it's right? true, yeah. Am I, right? I ain't going to no fucking home. I mean, maybe <laughs> you might have to one day. I mean, yeah, my kids probably won't want to help me anyways. <laughs> They'll be like, Get we're, done. we're done here. Please leave our house. And I'll be like, but I'm still a cool mom. And they'll be like... You can barely get out of bed, Mom. Okay, Mom, like, you down. haven't cracked a joke in two months. Yeah. You're out of here. <laughs> You're not that funny anymore, Mom. <laughs> All right. All right, anyways. Is it my turn, Jen? It is. It All is. right. It is. Did you guys know... Okay, this got me super excited. <laughs> Bates Motel... Is my all-time favorite show. Okay. So good. If it, if you haven't watched it, like go watch it right. Watch now. it after you're done this podcast, though. It's creepy, but it's so good. Creepy. But it's it's so, so good. So good. That's why 
I was super excited when I found this murder. All right. Norman Bates has more than one weird characteristic about him. His blackouts, murders, and his strangely close relationship with his mother. Can you just stop for a second? <laughs> I just need to tell everyone, like, Dom's, like, excited expression as she's reading the story. Like, it's just, it's just something that... I'm also using my hand a lot because yeah. I'm just trying to contain my excitement. <laughs> okay. But one thing I didn't know is that some of the characteristics given to his character was actually modeled after the Plainfield, Wisconsin's town weirdo, also known as the Butcher of Plainfield. Oh my god! Edward Gein. Alright, alright, alright. This sounds exciting. Gein was born on August 27th, 1906, in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. He was born to Philip Gein and Augusta Gein, a very unloving marriage, which also resulted in Edward's older brother's birth, Henry George Gein. Philip Gein was despised by his wife for his alcoholism and the fact that he was unable to keep a job. The only thing that kept them together was their religion, since they were not allowed to be divorced. The family left La Crosse County to move to Plainfield, Wisconsin, where they lived in isolation on a 155-acre farm. Here, yes, yeah, huge. Here, Edward only left the house to go to school. He was completely isolated and would come home to do chores on the farm, where his mother would refuse anybody that could corrupt or influence her sons. She preached a lot on her beliefs to her children and warped their views of the world, teaching them that all women besides herself were prostitutes and were sent by the devil. Mm. She did not allow them to make friends with other children and would inflict various punishments if they tried to interact with other children. His father died at the fairly young age of 65 from a heart attack, resulting from his alcoholism. The boys began making money at various jobs to support the farm and were fairly reliable. As they got older, Henry began dating another woman with children and was planning on starting a life with her, but would speak quite ill of their mother and Edward's close relationship, which drove a wedge between the brothers. On May 16, 1944... You keep doing... That's my birthday! (laughs) It's my birthday. It's it's not intentional, but it's kind of cool. I mean, it's a little bit, but it feels a little bit. It's creeping me out a bit now. Two stories in a row. Two stories in a row. On May 16, 1944, Edward and Harry were burning... Sorry, Edward and Henry were burning away any marsh vegetation on the property. Firefighters showed up as so much smoke was being emitted from the farm. Edward reported his brother Henry missing that day, and he was found later face down on the property. They assumed that he had died from heart failure similar to his father, and the police did not expect foul play and brought him to the coroner's office. The coroner determined that the cause of death was asphyxiation. Police again dismissed any foul play oh, and did not... casually die of that? Yeah, I mean, I just suffocate myself all the time. It's okay. I did not do any further investigation. Just kidding. I don't actually do that to myself. JK... <laughs> Everything's fine. Of course, being a small town, many rumors circled that Henry had been killed by Edward. Now the farm only housed Edward and Augusta and their oddly close relationship. 
I know. Unfortunately, she suffered a stroke that paralyzed her, and Edward became her full-time caregiver. She died on December 29, 1945, after suffering another stroke and rapid health decline. Edward was now alone on the family farm. Her death sent him into a spiral. He began boarding up the rooms she used most frequently so they would be left in the same condition she left them. He lived in a small room off the corner and became increasingly lonely where he would read death cult magazines or stories involving cannibalism. As you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do that. (laughs) Wow. I mean, like, that was just a whole, like, realization in my mind right now. Shocker. Um, Okay, great. While all this time was passing, nobody in the town knew how fucked up Edward was becoming. A few of the... Strange items in his house were chairs covered by human skin, bedpost skulls, a bodysuit made from women's skin, a pair of lips, a corset made of women's skin, and so much more. But how was his evil uncovered? November 16th, 1957, the day that Bernice Warden, a local hardware store owner, went missing. Her son was the deputy sheriff, Frank Warden. He went to the store to check on his mother, but discovered a grisly scene of a ransacking and blood-stained floors. He remembered that the day before, Edward Gine had been in his mother's store and that he had to return the following morning for some further supplies. He told the police this and an investigation pursued. The last receipt she had handwritten that morning was one for the antifreeze he was supposed to pick up that day. He was arrested at the local grocery store and they quickly searched the Gein family farm. They were not prepared for the gruesome scene that they were about to come across. In a shed on the farm, Bernice Warden's body was found, a horrendous sight nobody could see. Her body hung upside down from the ceiling, gutted and dressed just like a captured deer and she had been shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle, and once she was dead, he decapitated the body and mutilated her. Jesus. What's also really fucked up is, if you Google this, there is a picture of her hanging in the farm. I'm going to need to Google that right Yeah, you Google it while I keep reading. Okay. They were horrified by the conditions of her body. And then, yeah, okay. Okay, what do I need to type into Google? Just type in Edward Edward Gein murder. And then, if you don't find it, I'll find it for you. Upon searching the rest of the farm, they found human bones, items made out of human skin, Bernice's head in a burlap sack, her heart in a plastic bag on the stove, and many other parts belonging to female victims. During questioning, Edward admitted that a lot of the items found in the house were actually from women that were already dead. Holy shit. He would visit different graveyards. (gasps) You see it? You see it? You see it? Oh my god, all of the images of the... Oh my... Oh okay. my god. So, Jen, what did you just Google? Edward Gein murder. And then it's just... There's just so many fucked up pictures. So, Google Edward Gein murder. I mean, obviously everyone Google it, but like, just just get... Oh my god, get Like, ready. be prepared. It's pretty gruesome. I cannot believe this is on fucking Google. I know, I, I thought the same. I was quite shocked. So during questioning, Edward admitted that a lot of the items found in his house were actually from already dead women. He would visit different graveyards and dig up the bodies of freshly dead women that resembled his dead mother. He would then take them back to his house to create a woman bodysuit. 
This all began shortly after his mother died. He wanted to become his mother and literally crawl into her skin. Quite creepy. He also admitted to shooting Mary Hogan, a local tavern owner who went missing in 1954. It was her head that was found in his house. This was all too much and confirmed the town was right about who the town weirdo was. It seemed his mother's death pushed him over the edge and set him into a downward spiral. It was never confirmed if him and his mother had intercourse or just how far their relationship ah. truly went. His trial began on November 21st, 1957. He was arraigned on the account of first-degree murder but pleaded not guilty and claimed insanity. He was then found unfit to stand trial after being diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent. He was sent to a maximum security facility by the name of the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane and was later transferred to the Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. Unfortunately for Gein, in 1968, he was found mentally fit to stand trial. <laughs> this trial began on November 7, 1968. He claimed that he was unaware if Bernice Warden's murder was an accident or not because he had loaded a bullet in the gun and it accidentally went off without aiming it at her. Oh my, like, fuck you. I know. I thought it was a pretty weak... It's a, it's a very weak defense on his part. He then claimed to have no recollection of the rest of the morning and what became of her body. He also admitted that he only dug up the bodies of women that resembled his mother's build and dark hair, trying to build the woman's suit, just like her. Gein was found guilty on November 14th, while a second trial dealt with the question of his sanity. He was found not guilty due to insanity and sentenced to live out his remaining days at the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. He was only tried for one murder because of the financial costs on the court, but freely admitted to the second. Many of his items were sold at auction and the house was destroyed by fire, suspected arson due to the history of the house. Edward Gein died at the Mendota Mental Health Institute due to respiratory failure from lung cancer on July 26, 1984 at the age of 77. Peace. Yeah, I mean, clearly he was like, very disturbed and overly obsessed with his mom because he just a little bit yeah a little really bit wanted to recreate her um okay so i'm just like i found this image also of this movie that we always that we have the fucking scene called ed game i didn't um, even know there was a movie about it yeah but also that obviously that he was a serial killer who inspired psycho clearly yeah and the texas chainsaw massacre which makes sense because he fucking wore skin on his. Which is really gross. So gross. Like, wouldn't... Uh, <sighs> I couldn't... I just tried to picture how it would feel, and I just crawled out of my own skin thinking about it. That is insane. I know. But how many similarities to Bay's Motel does that have? Like, literally, like, everything about his mom and stuff. Like, I'm, li- I'm like, going back to episodes of that show and I was like this is this and like you remember being like watching the show being like have they had sex but you like never truly know because they kind of insinuated a little bit yeah I don't know it's like are you dating your mother or (laughs) that's crazy I know anyways that was my murder today (laughs) okay well I like my murder but I feel like now it sucks compared to that one no let me hear it it's a pretty good one I want to hear it okay um, so it's called The Jigsaw Murders. Oh, and honestly, oh. it sounds like this is out of a movie. Like Saw? 
Yeah, a, like a little bit like Saw, like or like Seven. Have you ever seen the movie Seven? No. Stop. Right now. <laughs> With Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Morgan Freeman. You've never seen that movie. It's about what the Seven Deadly Sins. Oh. Oh. Watch it. If only you guys saw Jen's face right now. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it is about murder. I want to see it. Seven. And it's super fucked up. I'm going to make me watch it tomorrow if you don't watch it with me tonight. <laughs> we are finding it tonight. Okay. I'll pay a hundred... I will not pay that much money. Um, anyways. Dom hasn't seen it, everyone. It's fine if you're mad about it. You know, apparently for someone who's, like, obsessed with, like, true It's a crime, classic. It's a I classic. have seen a lot of, like, movies. <laughs> okay, well, this one is an important one for you to see because you will die. Like, it's You said so... that about the last one, which I also haven't seen. Natural Born Killers? Yeah. Can you please start watching these movies I'm suggesting? Can you just, like, send me a link? <laughs> We're not fighting. It's fine. Um, okay, so. Jen, I can't always be as cool as you, okay? <laughs> okay, that's true. Stop trying to rub it in. That's true. Um, I'm just a lot older than you, so, I mean, I feel like You're I'm, not. like, more, like, had more life experiences. With murder movies. Okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Keep enlightening me. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, these are called Jigsaw Murder. Um, so Jeffrey Ho, or Jeffrey Howe. Ho. <laughs> Who am I tonight? Jeffrey Howe. Sorry, Jeffrey. R.I.P. <laughs> um, that was really funny. Was a... Uh, <laughs> was a 49-year-old kitchen salesman who lived uh, in a two-bedroom flat in Southgate, London. He had two roommates, and his family described him as a kind and generous man. On March 9th, 2009, Jeffrey went missing. On the 16th of March, one of his friends reported him missing after he could not get a hold of him for several days. The police visited his residence, um, and his two roommates said that he that he had, was not home at the time and they had not seen him for a few days. You think they would be, like, concerned? You'd think. Um, then on the evening of March 22nd, near the A507 in Cotter, so, like, the A507 is, like, a highway, mm-hmm. um, Roger Kingsley, a farmer working on his family farm, came across a green sports bag while he was plowing one of the fields. Like, it was kind of in his way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he opened the bag to find something wrapped in a blue plastic. He said he poked the object and it felt kind of like meat, like it kind of like sprung up, basically. That's what he said, like, he's like, I like, (laughs) like I poked it and it just like felt like rubbery, almost. Um, so he thought that, I mean, obviously it was suspicious, so he called police. So when the police arrived, they inspected the bag and inside they found a human leg. That's nasty. Yeah. Could you imagine being this guy and being like, I just fucking touched Someone's a human like, leg? Ew. I mean, also, like, I'm not going to say it because I'm yeah, no way gen. too fucked up. No, Jen. Um, okay, anyways. Uh, police then uh, ran the DNA from the leg through their system, but they didn't come up with a match. So, I mean, that person obviously is not a criminal. Right. 
Um, so the police, uh, so they believed that the leg belonged to either a Caucasian, an Asian, or a mixed race individual. So they can like could like tell that or whatever from the DNA profile. Mm-hmm. So then a few days later, okay. The names of these places in England are just like. I'm gonna butcher it. Okay. Okay. Near Weatherhamstead. Weatherhamstead. <laughs> Weatherhamstead. That's what it's gonna be called. Um, <laughs> a forearm was found. So its DNA was tested and was found to to match the leg that they so had already just, discovered. So like leaving random parts of the body. So I mean, at, like, I'll, I'll like when we post this uh, episode, which you'll probably see the post before you hear this. Um, I'm gonna post a map of like where the body parts were found because it's all fucking over the place. That's so strange. Um, yeah. So then on March 31st in Leicestershire, a much more gruesome discovery was made. A human head was found lying in an open field. Mm. It was missing its eyes, its nose, its lips, and its ears. Oh my god. Um, so they tested the DNA, and on April 3rd, they confirmed that it was the same DNA as the arm and leg that was discovered. That's fucked up. So, like, I, you know, you know how I found about, out about these murders, or this murder anyways, was um, because I have this new thing where I search on YouTube. Crazy murders. Yeah. Because I've, I've moved from Google to YouTube so I can watch videos now. Oh, I anyway, so I, I came across this one, and so they, they gave the head to a forensic anthropologist so that they were able to, because, I mean, it was missing its face, basically, so they couldn't really... Did it have skin? Uh, so there, it was just flesh. Like, just the face. Ew. Like, so it had, like, the back of the head and stuff, but, like, the front part of the face, face was missing, obviously. That's so gross. Um, so they gave it to them so they could examine it and determine... Like, look at the skull and, like, take x-rays and stuff. And, like, I just feel, like, so fucked up because I was watching this YouTube video on it and, uh, the forensic anthropologist is talking and she's like, you know, it's, because they said we're not going to show the image of this head because it's gruesome, so gruesome. And she's like, I would never want anybody to see it. And, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, I wish they would just show it. (laughs) Jet. Well, I mean, I just, I want to have the whole experience, I feel like. I mean, I'm sure you could look... I'm sure I'm saying that now, and I'm sure if I did see it, I would have been like, I wish I didn't see this. And I'm sure if you Googled something like that, it would be there. Probably, because of all the weird crap we've Googled already, and it's been up there. Or there's probably some, like, ISIS video of them, like, doing that to somebody. Ah, no, I don't want to Google it. I'm not (laughs) going to do it. Anyways, so they were able to determine from the... Because they took a scan of the skull, and... Which I, I didn't know. Um, she also said that, um, like DNA, everyone's skull is um, unique to the individual. Oh, really? So, I mean, from the skull, they can determine if you're a male or female, what, like, um, kind of ethnicity, like, race and stuff. But, like, they said there's certain parts of the skull that are, like, unique to an individual, basically. That's really cool. Which I think is super cool. Um, anyway, so they, they were able to determine that it belonged to a, a middle-aged adult male of mixed race. Oh. So that narrowed the search room because they still had no idea who this person was. Right. 
So then on April 7th, a right leg was found on the northbound carriageway. I like that England calls it. Not a highway, it's just a carriageway. Carriageway. Um, of the A-10 between uh, Buntingford and Puckeridge by a pest control officer who was on his break. Um, one thing that was noted about the head and foot is that the male had been missing two front teeth and that the right toenail was missing uh, due to a fungal infection. Gross. Yeah. So next on <laughs> April 11th. That's what I find gross yeah. out of all of this. Out of all of this. I yeah. really don't like bacteria or anything, do you guys? <laughs> it really... I work in a she medical office. Yeah, I was like, that's why you don't like it. And let's just say there's a lot of san- san- sanitizer being used. Yeah, I bet there is. I mean, that's good, though. Next on April 11th in Goreland, in the hamlet of Barwick, a suitcase was discovered in a ditch. No. Inside. No. The suitcase was a decomposing torso. I knew it. But this proved to be a vital piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Ooh. Uh, from the torso, they were able to determine the cause of death, which was a single stab wound to the back. That's it? Yeah. So police looked through missing persons cases and files and found one particular man, Jeffrey Howe, who was of mixed race, and he also happened to have two missing front teeth. Aww. Yeah. That's sad. So police decided to revisit his residence, mm-hmm. and again, there they found his two roommates, who was Stephen Marshall, who was 38 years old, and oh his girlfriend, Sarah Bush, who was 20. I bet you they did it. Police searched the residence and and used uh, DNA they found, like on like a, in his room or whatever. And tested it in their system, and it was a positive match to all of the body parts that they found. They also found traces of blood in Jeffrey's bed and in the bathroom. I knew it. They believed he was stabbed in his bed while he slept and left to bleed out until he died. That's sad. Yeah. And then he was dismembered in the bathroom, like dragged to the bathroom and dismembered in there. So Jeffrey was friends with Stephen, and when Stephen fell on hard times, he offered to let Stephen move in with him. Okay. Because he was a nice He's man. He's a nice person. Yeah. After a few months, and Stephen had had a job again, Jeffrey asked him to start paying some rent. Which is, like, acceptable. Yeah. And I guess um, he refused to pay any, so Jeffrey said, you know, like, then it's time for you to go. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when uh, Stephen got pissed off, and that's when the murder took place. Jesus. Yeah. So during the trial, it came out that Stephen used to cut up bodies for the Adams crime family in London. So I guess it was like this notorious crime family in London. Oh my God, that yeah. sounds so interesting. So I know now I feel like <laughs> I need to. After I like read this, I was like, well, guess what I'm researching. This. Um, so one witness said who ha- is, like, an unknown witness, like, mm-hmm. they, she's in witness protection or whatever, he would cut up bodies, decapitate them, severing their limbs, and then he would scatter their remains. So, just like what he did. Just like what he did. So, on February 1st, 2010, Stephen was convicted and sentenced to 36 years in prison. That's it? But here's the real kicker. Sarah was only given three years and three months for her role in the disposing of the body she was there for the murder saw him do it 
helped him cut the body up and helped mm-hmm. him dispose of it, and she got three years. That's crazy. Yeah. The fact that somebody could, like, actually cut up another body, I don't know why, but it really disturbs me. Isn't that crazy? I don't know if you've listened to, uh, was it Case File? Or was it, no, 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 it was, uh, Sword and Scale. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. It was one of the two. They just did this story about this, uh, no, it was Sword and Scale, about this little girl who... Um, their dad married uh, uh, this woman who was crazy and she abused his daughter all Aww. of the time and he worked like a night shift and stuff so he didn't really see any of the abuse but I feel like they everybody thinks like he knew what was going on that's so sad but like didn't do anything about it and, and this little girl ended up dying and like her body like different body parts were found all over the place like they like her own father because he didn't want to like get in trouble that she died like cut her up ew how can you cut up your own child how can you cut up anybody not gonna lie i don't know well, what no, it in is. general no i agree with that but i just mean like i i was like how especially if you weren't like the crazy one you know what i mean like but still i mean i feel like you would still have to be when i hear that people murder people and aren't some sort of criminally insane i'm very disturbed because I feel like you would have to have something in your brain missing to be able to kill. Or, like, um, something being, you know, yeah. like... I just feel like you can't kill somebody if you're sane. If you're normal. No, I completely agree with you. Like, okay, there's situations, obviously, like, where you're defending yourself. Or there's an accident 100%. where you hit somebody with yeah. a car. But, I mean, to actually be like, I'm going to fucking murder this person... Like, I feel like you have to be fucked up. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. So I don't understand sometimes. No, I don't get it either. Anyways. Yeah, I mean... Crazy shit. Crazy. Well? I mean, it's just, like, should you be nice to people? It's the real... Yeah, it's it's a real question. Sometimes I don't want to meet any more people in my life because I feel like... They will kill me. <laughs> yeah, because, like, this guy was just trying to do a friend a favor, and it fucked him over real good. And, you know, I feel like I'm a nice person, but I definitely have my days where I'm, like, super bitchy. But then I go home, and I'm like, was I bitchy to the wrong person? You know? Yeah, you never know. Did I piss that? Yeah. Just, you never know. You never know. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to episode 10. Did you already forget about episode one? I did. Um, we just want to mention we really appreciate everyone who's been listening for these 10 episodes and we hope you are still enjoying them and want to continue to listen. Yes. If you're not already following us, please do follow us on Instagram. And help us get the word out by like telling your friends. Share things. But also, um, we wanted to say like, honestly, if you've ever, if you have a cool story you want to hear a murderer, email us. us. A murderer you want us to research something that happened to you you know whatever it happens to be we want to hear it like honestly i would love yeah i'd love to hear it i mean you can even send us a message on instagram as well like it's even more cool when it comes from a person 
yeah, that and I you're mean, talking it, to. We don't have to give you a shout out, but if you want to get a shout out in the podcast, like just, just let us know and be like, hey, do you mind telling everybody like I shared this with you or please don't share my name. Like just let us know. But we, we just want to hear it. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and we also have a Google account. Uh, our email is wineandmurder99 at gmail.com. She's got it, folks. I got it. Uh, we're also on Twitter as well, so I mean... Yeah, we have lots of... We have lots of ways for you to contact us and tell us if we're doing something wrong or have the wrong information. Let us know. But we really appreciate all of our support. Yeah. And we're loving doing these podcasts and we're like super excited every single time we record, so... Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And as always... Always keep your wine glasses full. And don't get murdered. Bye, everyone. Bye.